This message is brought to you by WWE Hall of Famer Ron Simmons. You're listening to TRSS Sportscast. And if you're not, I got one word for you. Damn! Danger's my middle name. This is Bill Carr from Team Tremendous. You are listening to TRSS. Here's Johnny. Hey, what's up, guys? This is comedian Dan Shanad, and you're listening to TRSS. Keep it locked. Good morning, Vietnam! Welcome to Raw is the regular season sportscast. You have no idea what kind of weeks I had. Then to close it out with just... I really got to say that as much as life throws curveballs at you and you hear all the disasters and the tragedies that come across in the world, you do got to sit back sometimes and realize that you have your life to deal with and have to... Just focus on everything else that goes on with you personally. And I got to tell you, this week, is it's, it was one for the ages. I, I got to say that to close out a tremendous week, I couldn't even do the show during the week because I, I wanted to build up with all the stuff that's going on. And plus, I had a big event that was happening on a, on a Friday. So I'm literally, I'm sitting here. It's 1130 at night on a Friday night. Uh, sitting here trying to trying to get it together uh, i'm tired had a long day I'll, I'll tell you about what happened during the during the day and then what <laughs> what i actually did which i'm i'm shocked that i was able to put it together myself but i'm proud that i did it yeah man i gotta tell you it was it was it's one for the ages man this this week was a culmination of just bizarre events and happenings and then you know you, you get you, you you life life just throws you throws you some 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 good karma sometimes man and we we all deserve that we really really do and i hope that each and every one of you guys get that as well because it happened to me and it, it rarely does but when it does it comes in, in, in with a with a message talking very cryptically right now but that's okay because i'll let you know guys i'll let you guys know what happened fully in a minute but before i do i just want to let you guys know that good times are coming be it for me be it for you be it for everybody just 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 be patient and just work on your your your, your happiness and what, what what makes you feel like a success oh and by the way welcome everybody to another episode of the regular season sports guys. I am your host, Jay the Red Santee. Here to bring to you another week of sports shenanigans, foolishness, and downright debauchery. That's right, my friends. You can catch us on Facebook at the regular season sportscast, as well as on Instagram at the regular season sports. Check us out on the Twitter at RWJ Santee. Check out the YouTube page, which I actually have a funny story about that as well. But check it out anyway, the regular season sports cast. Check out my check out my check out my everything, man. I mean, check out my loins, check out my my aura, my essence, my being. Check me out. Cue the music, please. 
Check me out on Snapchat at Water Bear Red as well. RW Water Bear Red RW as well. Check us out there, man. Just just today was one of those events that you had to check out. It was fun as hell. And um, yeah, man. Be sure you check us out on Insta on 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 iTunes as well as on Stitcher. Coming soon to other areas of mobile listening pleasure. I want to give you an orgasm that comes out of your ears. That is my future. That is my destiny. That is my being. And welcome back to the man himself, Mr. Rich at RageWorks.net. He is back. My Take Radio is back in full swing. You know, it was it was it was tough, man. You were gone for a minute. You know, other shows that we have there, such as Call Me When It's Over, and and all the other all the other just the, the conglomerates that's under your umbrella had to had to stick together and and hold it down while you were gone. But now you're back. You're like the Black Lion of Voltron. We're all just small intricate pieces that keep us going, but we are the defenders of the universe. So yeah, man, this is this is this was a cool week, man. First of all, I just let me just go into you know, just quickly about how everything boiled down for me. First of all, I work. I've been telling you guys, you guys already know I work in the psychiatry field, mental health field, the loony bin, whatever you want to describe it or put it under when you're talking about where the mentally sick go to. So I, I work there, and I work in a basically in. I don't want to say ghetto. Let's just say an urban area of New York City. I work in Brooklyn. And in that field, God, I hope, I, wait, before I continue, I got my windows open because it's fucking hot in you know, New York City. So it's ridiculously hot on, on 1130 at night. And it's crazy. And then the windows open and I have blaring Spanish music and Spanish conversation, which if you guys don't know, it goes to an octave of maybe about 12, which is two points higher than 10. Spanish people really don't know how to speak to each other. They have, and, and it sounds like they're fighting, but it could just be an open conversation about politics that, you know, there's, it, it, it really, we as Spanish people don't know how to lower, to, like, take it down a notch. But in any case, like I said, so I work in, I work in Brooklyn and the part of Brooklyn I work in is, um, hello, hello. Not as, not as convenient as in other areas of New York City, meaning there's some individuals who just don't understand that um, if you come to the hospital, it's for help purposes and you came to us for a reason. And if you were brought in involuntarily, there might have been a problem and we want to help. But there's some individuals that are very resistant to that, especially those who are under the influence of certain drugs and alcoholic beverages or any other narcotic. And this past week, it seems as though in New York City, if you guys are in the New York City area, then you know what I'm talking about. We had a basically a, a rush of K2 users who overdosed on a new product that came out. For you guys in other areas of the country or the world that don't know what K2 is. K2 is basically a synthetic drug. It's, it's a form of set of a synthetic marijuana, but it's basically like a potpourri that's sprayed with different 
chemicals. It could be boric acid. It could be it could be anything. They don't know. And it comes in a package. It kind of looks like a boom bag, like those old school explosive devices. So we had an afflux of individuals who overdosed on this. Now, in the field that I work in, rather than ship these patients to a detox, what they do is they automatically label them psych patients and you guessed it we get them yeah so i i must tell you if you've never seen what k2 does to an individual look it up on facebook it's on social media look it up on youtube it's there it's it's a phenomenon that just needs to go away luckily we didn't really have too much as in to deal with in the emergency rooms or in my units, because what they ended up doing is they took the patients, they just medicated them and then got them out. But it's still an epidemic that needs to go away. I, you know, now that Pokemon Go is in full swing, I myself am uh, I, I'm a hunter and a trainer. I've never played the game in the in the history of pokemon's existence but as soon as this pokemon go shit came out for the for for iphones and androids i'm hooked i'm stuck on it i get mad when i don't do my pokemon walk i'm i get frustrated i'm I'm ready to do one tomorrow because i gotta make up for what i didn't do today i mean seriously i think i've down i'm down eight pounds for doing pokemon walks i mean i changed up my my diet also as well I'm, i'm trying to like lean up a little bit i'm a bit portly but I'm trying to minimize that. You know, I don't want to get slender or, or too rarely thin. I'm looking more to get just 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 a little little. I still want to look have like I have mass, but I don't want to be too. Eh. Let's just say I want to knock 25 pounds off. I could do that. So I, I'm just I'm working on it little by little. Just got to cut out some bad habits. So yeah, now that I'm I'm a Pokemon trainer, I take these walks. I'm you know I'm going to Poke spots. I see people throwing laurels, and I'm there. It's 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 ridiculous. So this on this day, I we had an event I promoted earlier was a uh, Headlocks for Laughter. It was an event that had the WWE legends and the WWE Hall of Famer. We had Billy Gunn and Ron Simmons, also known as Farouk. You heard him at the beginning of the show. Oh. To get that drop was uh, to get that idea was so amazing, man. Oh man, really cool, cool guys. Didn't really get to interact with Billy Gunn too much. Not to say that he was rude or disrespectful. It just kind of looked as though he was a bit annoyed. It wasn't had to do with me or how things were going on our part. It, he might have been annoyed with some other party, maybe a booker or an agent or something like that, but. In any case, it's just I it, I didn't feel a vibe coming that way. But he was still a stand up dude, nonetheless. He did a seminar with up and coming wrestlers. It was really cool. He had a conversation with them. It was, it was dope. And um, I I I had a, a couple of meetings and sit downs with uh, Ron Simmons. Like, oh, I wish we were able to interview because even if I could have gotten at least fifteen minutes with him, would have been it would have been audio gold. It would have been amazing. And in just a small time that I had with him, I laughed. I thought like I had these different emotions and he was so cool and down to earth, man. It was like if I was talking to it was almost like if you would sit down and have a conversation with your uncle, but the cool uncle, not the one that comes to barbecues and wants to eat everything, then complain that nobody puts salt in the macaroni and cheese. But he still ate the shit anyway. It's like that. 
or the other uncle that got that weird friend that comes around and that friend always like is wiping his nose and sniffing that 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 uncle y'all know what i'm talking about anyway yeah ron was like that really really cool dude man and it was a pleasure pleasure to to bump heads with him man and i hope in the future we, we get to do business again it was real dope shout out to frank aka the man you know who's done this show before uh the wrestling talk show host Lorenz Dean shout out to him for putting this event together and shout out to um, Dan Shanad who was uh, also on TRSS and my guy James Mad Dog Mattern who participated in the opening uh, uh, the opening of the shows it was really really dope there was also a comedian that was there who was pretty funny as well but I'm sorry my, my bad my dude uh, I'm gonna get you on the show but your name escapes me right now. But he was pretty funny. Uh, it was it was really it's it's a combination of which you didn't think would probably work. But it for me, it did wrestling with comedy. I hope uh, Lorenz Dean is able to do this again, which he said he will. Also, be on the lookout for a, a new product that he got coming along. Uh, I, I got a sneak peek at it. You guys check it out. I'm going to be doing a unboxing soon. It's it's called a pro wrestling punchline. It's basically a it's like a you know the wrestle crate and such, but it's it's themed to eighties and nineties wrestling. Really dope. I thought it was. I I think it's a good idea. I didn't think anybody out there was doing it. So I want you to uh, guys to check it out. I'll be doing an unboxing of it on uh on my Facebook page on the regular season sports cast uh, sports cast page. I want you guys to check that out. That'll be coming soon. I'll let you uh if you follow the page, I'll let you know when it's going to be happening most likely it'll be done the same day this airs so you guys can check that out so yeah man so i i i linked up had a conversation with with uh ron simmons for a little while really cool really cool guy then the comedians did their thing then i became inspired for that moment i'm 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 looking outside the ring and i'm going you know what i've been dying to test out my chops in the stand-up comedy field and not many people know i i take notes i have have notes where i have a couple of 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 comedy bits and material that i put together and such so i uh <coughs> you gotta excuse me this humidity is fucking up my throat dangerously so i um i i have some stuff written down but on this night i was reading the crowd and there was certain, you know, let's just say the crowd wasn't really into it. I guess they weren't prepared for comedy routines before a wrestling match. It was like, you know, they were more ready to see Billy Gunn and Ron Simmons, I guess, wrestle whoever. They basically were just like, all right, move it along, guys. Get the fuck off. Get the fuck out the ring. But I still, I was inspired. So my role of the night was to do a Q&A session. Well, Ron and, and, and Billy were in the ring. I would go around in the venue and see who wanted to ask these legends questions. And you would think for something like that, you would have some really great fan interaction. And to be honest, this crowd was just like fucking off base. But I don't blame them. The humidity, you know, you, you know this is the first time for an event like this. I don't blame them. It's, it's kind of fresh. It's kind of new. So, to try to get them involved was like pulling teeth a little bit, but so it, it, it went along okay. So as I mentioned, I, be, I I became inspired to do my own thing. 
So I'm sitting there and I'm watching the comedians do their thing. And in my mind, I'm trying to put together an act. At least up to for three minutes before I introduce Billy and, and Ron. And I got something pieced down. And in my head, I'm going, oh, shit, this is going to go over fucking huge, man. This is going to be big. Uh, but, you know, I've been dying to do this shit. And um, finally, I was introduced for the Q&A, went through the ropes. And you know what? My daughter, super producer, Sally, was there. So it happens that she was recording. And let me give you guys a peek of what occurred. <laughs> After my taunting, Yeah, let's get the shot. Yeah, 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 yeah. The current event joke. I'm not a comedian, I just play on TV. So, yeah, I'm the host of the regular season sportscast. You guys can check that out. It's on iTunes, Shameless. Stitcher, and soon Sh- on Shameless Plus. Shameless Plus. It's on wrestling, it's on comedy. Check it out. Even if you don't listen to it, just download it. I need the numbers anyway. I mean, you guys, the wrestling fans in here, you better be the world TV. I used to wrestle back in the day. I used to be called Montanius the Mormon, but nobody touched me. Anybody from the hood? You ever seen Mormons in the hood? Topical, topical Nobody comedy. messes with them. They walk with a white shirt, black socks, and a book bag, and nobody bothers them. I always was wondering about that. Like, if they had, like, an inner plan about it, like, they knew something. I'm a 16-time... Dumb wrestling champion. I'm like the Ring Flair of dumb wrestling. I, 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 also, I also won battle royals as well. I used two hands. That really should have been. Don't worry, I'm not gonna be here for that long, guys. That's a good shit. Uh nah, I, I never wrestled. I did I used to as a kid, I used to run around in my you know, my underwear and think I was a wrestler. I got my ass with my mother one time thinking I was the ultimate warrior. Just took her home with Maybelline makeup line and just painted my face and was screaming. And I screamed again after she hit me with the chocolate. <laughs> chocolate that joke. Come into the ring. Get to it. Get to it. Yeah. Which I all came here for. The best place to die is in the wrestling ring. It was. I guess not. Once again, thanks again to the comedians who came up. I know it must have been. This must have been like a weird experience to perform in a ring. So once again, give it up for the comedians once again. He did he did That's where Julian put them at. Okay. A little bit crowd. I see you guys out here. Alright. Hello. Coming into the ring. Weighing at a remarkable six hundred and nine hundred pounds. Coming to the ring, WWE Legends, Mr. Ass himself, Billy Gunn, in the one you may know as 
Thank God I have a podcast because um, whatever reaction that you guys have for me, I, I don't know what it is because I don't know what you guys think. I really don't. And I'm glad for that. But let me tell you, even though that it was bad, it was fucking awesome. I loved it. I loved it. The adrenaline. Oh, man, it was so fucking dope. I was so Please, even when I walked out, I went, I stepped through the ropes. By the way, if you would see the video, when I walked through the ropes, I have like the ass that every time I put pants on, it seems as though it just wants to come out on its own. So you get a chance to see butt crack every chance. So when I go into the ring, all you just see was this ass crack coming out as if it was my tag team partner. It was, oh, it was great. I fucking loved it. It was amazing. And I can't wait to try that shit again. It'll still do. I, but I, I think I'll be a little bit prepared. Like I said, I have material stocked up. I'm ready to go. So, yeah, man, that was that was pretty much my week. Seriously, like, it was just, you had K2, Pokemon, and this wrestling event. You guys check it out. Uh, this should be out in the next couple of weeks. Headlocks for laughter. It should be out in a couple of weeks. So I'll let you guys know where you could watch it, where you could view it. And, um, yeah, I'll keep you abreast to that. So, with that being said, <clears throat> let's get us into what's coming down for this week's episode. Got tons going on. We had, um, I'm going to go through the UFC 200 review. Uh, there was um, some Brock Lesnar issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems as though that uh, somebody got caught up in something. I'm, I'm guessing that this is going to affect his whole brand and upcoming ventures as well. So we're going to give a shout out to that. Uh, we're going to be looking at Carmelo Anthony and his social remarks, which is, pretty, which is outstanding. Also, Gonna do a little SP review, uh, the award winners and such. Gonna do a quick rundown on that. Had a retirement that probably didn't shock many people, but the way it was done is not out of the ordinary for this player. But still, man had a tremendous career. We're gonna look at that. We have some legal issues that occurred during the week. NBA is just on fire. They really are because there was also some um, rule changes that occur in the NFL. Mr. Brady, ah, ah. looks like your appeal is not going to be approved. Also, we're looking at another football player who says he loves his team and apparently had to make them stress just to keep him. <coughs> On Turbogo Tabloid, we're going to talk WWE pre- preparations for the draft. Uh, the, uh, WCPW, which is uh, World Cultures Pro Wrestling, we're going to check that out. TNA as well, they had their... The, uh, their X Division, they had their night, they had that going on. CWC, the Cruiserweight Classic Review also, and mm, who will be the GM for the upcoming brand splits? Mm-hmm. Let's find out. So yeah, man, so give me a Give me a give me a minute or two and we'll put together something for you guys. Check it out. Yeah, baby, I'm the man that can get you what you need in all those sexual places. But you need to be rubbed down and smooth just the way I like it. I don't like putting my hands across a lady in 
Any skin feel like the tongue of a feline? Baby, do you have your skin feel like the dry sands of the Mojave Desert? Do you feel as though that your skin is scathing so much? That it's feeling as though salt is trickling off your body? Well, you gon' need something, baby. Something that's gonna make you so smooth, so slick, that when you walk, you bust your ass every time you take a step. And that, my friend, my lady, my lover, you will be using Shay's Booty Butter. That's right, baby. Shay's Booty Butter. Is that cream to make your skin feel so silky smooth that as soon as you get on the bed, your ass will slip right off and hit the ground. That's how smooth and silky it feels. Shay's Booty Butter. The booty butter that comes in such exotic scents such as Wild strawberry, dark chocolate, fixin' vanilla, and guava. Ooh, baby, Shay's Booty Butter. It's that butter that'll make your skin feel as though you can slip and slide into any region you want. So put your body on top of mine. And let me feel that Shay's booty butter. I'm waiting. And bring that big old ass to me. And don't forget that Shay's booty butter. Shay's booty butter can be purchased at any Dwayne Reed's, Walgreens, Rite Aid, and your local bodega. Just ask Domingo Mohammed if he has any shade booty butter. This commercial is brought to you by the regular season sportscast. This week's rant. Alright, for this week's rants, in lieu of what's been occurring in our society, and I know you guys have been keeping an eye on news events and the media and such and social media with the senseless killings and the act of violence, the the cross hatred between just society and law enforcement. seems as though there are some individuals who are prepared to take a stand and try to lead the charge of finding methods or, or, or setting out plans to help to ease this, this, this hatred and animosity that's occurring it's not it's not a simple thing but it's it's inspiring and and thought provoking to to see individuals who many of us may think don't care because the way that their society that their lifestyles is you wouldn't think that it doesn't impact them when in reality it really does and those individuals are athletes it's 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 a it's it's coming to a thing where I, I remember hearing about back in the 60s how music was very inspirational in may bringing upon change. And, you know, made, it made our, our societies, our communities uh, more conscious of what's going on with the world and, you know, with, with war and 
race relations and stuff like that. The seventies, the same thing. We, we, we had connections and then our athletes brought together. Everybody remembers that iconic picture of, uh, uh, our black track team with the black, you know, with the fist in the air and the glove, black gloves on. It, it was, it's, it was a time in which we needed to start making everyone recognize that we too still have our inner struggle, our own civil war going on. And for certain athletes to come out and represent that change, it, 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 it does bring a, a sense of, of humanity to them. Uh, New York Nick, Carmelo Anthony took to Instagram and he wanted to, he wanted to make it known that he's aware of what's going on with our country's ills and he's, he, he felt the need to speak out on Instagram and, and, and laid out a statement and following. We have to put the pressure on the people in charge in order to get this thing we call justice right. A march doesn't work. We've tried that. I've tried that. A couple social media posts and tweets don't doesn't work. We've all tried that. That didn't work. Shooting 11 cops and killing five will not work. While I don't have a solution, and I'm pretty sure a lot of people don't have a solution, we need to come together more than anything at this time. It's, it, it's, it's a, it's a, it, it's a problem in which many of us seem that we will have our, our hands tied because we feel as though we, we don't, we don't know what to do. We, we, we can't, we can't figure it out what is a fair way to, to balance everything else. And in, in reality, they might not be a fair way, but at least we're starting to see more individuals get involved, you know, while the government and, and politicians seem to be lying in silence, especially in an election year, you would think that this would be something that they'll be out in droves to you know, speak about. But it it just seems as though that everyone's burying their heads in the sand and they're not getting involved. But it's good to see athletes such as Carmelo Anthony, LeBron James, uh, Chris Paul. These are gentlemen who who took a stand and, and said that this is this is something that cannot be tolerated anymore. You know, we had a. Uh, Chris Paul, Dwayne Wade, uh, LeBron, and, uh, and Carmelo at the ESPY Awards standing together and wanted to make, you know, a, a, a poignant, a poignant a statement saying that this cannot go on. You know, amongst this turmoil, we can't do this anymore. You know, and and I quote: "No more sitting back and being afraid of tackling and addressing political issues. These days are long gone." We have to step up and take charge. We can't worry about what endorsements we're going to lose or who's going to look at us crazy. I need our voices to be heard. We can't demand change. We just have to be willing. The time is now. I'm, I'm all in to take charge and take action and demand change. The problem is with that, not just that, not, not in that statement, but with them doing that is that there is not more people and more athletes doing this. And as he said, I think they are afraid that if they speak out, their monies get shorter. And this becomes the the blind effect. You know, you're, you're putting on your blinders just, you know, just just to say that as long as I act like I don't see it, it doesn't it doesn't affect me until it starts to. Because just as easy as one of us who walk in the street can be stopped, profiled, harassed and possibly taken down and, and let me tell you 
like I said in, in, in my last episode, it doesn't have to do with the color. It's not about white skin, blue uniform. Some people are just assholes, and that's just what it is. And some people should not be in a position in which they have. Recently, I heard of someone getting fired from their position because of the, 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 the tyranny and the, 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 the years of, of, of anguish that they've put on their employees, and they finally gave them the he fucking hole. And some people were like, well, you know, that's sad that somebody lost their job. But you know what? There's some motherfuckers that shouldn't have a job because they don't know how to handle the position of power or being able to be responsible for others and just basically not give a fuck. And this is what is occurring. So it could be a police officer. Hell, it could be a civilian who cannot handle themselves properly when it comes to certain situations. But in any case, you know, just as easily as it could occur to us, it can happen to the highest paid point guard in the NBA. It could happen to the, you know, the, the veteran quarterback of the NFL. It could happen to anyone, any color, any race, whatever. But most likely, and unfortunately, it will be a person of a darker color, which is a sad but factual reality for us. It's 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 something that we need to look at. And I'm glad to see individuals like Carmelo and, and LeBron, Wade and, and Chris Paul taking a stand for this. More power to them and kudos for for the bravery because it is a brave thing. Because like I said, they could, you know, we have individuals who could sit there and say, you know what? We don't need this political issue. We'll drop you from this contract. It's a sad, it's a sad world we live in, and it's a pussy way to look at things. But to those, to a lot of individuals, business is business, and that could hurt. That could hurt their business to see somebody with such a strong stance on something. But it's a, it's a sad and shameful world that we live in at times, people. But once again, thank you and congratulations to those men and though and others who are ready to take a stand and move on to help better our society and our communities. Hey, baby, this is James Mattern. You're listening to the regular season sportscast, baby. I said baby a lot, but it's good for you. Man, we talking sports and shit. All right, so, God, it's fucking hot in here. It's almost as hot as the fucking taint on the Satan's taint. I know I said taint twice, but it's good for you, baby. Just like Madden says, baby. Listen, hey, it's fucking sweltering in here. This is ridiculous. I can't wait to go to my room again under the AC. Anyway, for uh, talking sports and shit, I got to tell you, uh, UFC 200 was fairly decent. I, I and not okay. Let's not say fairly decent. It was really good. It was it was really good. I I wanted to say fairly decent because. Everybody wanted the big knockouts or the big submissions to to occur, especially when it came to the big matches. But what we got was, you know, decent, decent, uh, 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 decent bouts, which is cool. And it's that's what UFC is about. It's not always about the big knockouts. It's not always about the big submissions. It's all about good, good and fair, and and basically people who are in the ring putting together a strong fight. And that's what we saw for UFC 200. For example, the the Jose Aldo Frankie Frankie Edgar fight was really good. You know, it, I was I was happy to see Aldo back. He looked more confident than ever. He looked like the Aldo of old, and he he pretty much kept Edgar at bay. Although Edgar was really trying to do his best to to use them kicks to to keep him honest, but Aldo, you could tell that he looked like a well 
oiled machine. The man was not fucking playing. Like he, he looked like he could have won another fucking five rounds. This nigga was like the Brazilian Terminator. I'll be back. Brazilian. Yeah, he did. He looked good. He looked really, really good. Uh, the other match in general, taking it on short notice, the other Brazilian, Adam, uh, Anderson Silver, stepped up to fight, uh, Daniel Cormier, which I pretty much knew what it was. You got a fucking big bear like Cormier. He was going to basically put his weight down on Silver and make sure he wasn't going to trade punches. The, the crowd wasn't into it. They were pissed off. They wanted to be stood up and such, but it was smart game planning. It was, it was basically what was necessary mm-hmm. and for, Anderson to take this match on, you know, 48 hours notice is a very brave and and a, a courageous move by him. You know, some were saying on social media that this might be his last match. And I was like, nah, as a matter of fact, I might think that he might prepare, you know, he might have time to prepare. And this might be a, a rematch going on, especially with the boo-boos that's happening with fucking John Jones. You know, Cormier might might have to... um Consider that possibly Silva might be a, a a match for him, unless Cowboy is ready to get up in that ring. Then we had uh, the match in which everybody was waiting to see the return of Brock Lesnar versus Mark Hunt. And I gotta say, when I saw Brock come into the ring, compared to what he looked like in his WWE returns to what he looked like in his UFC return, that fucking guy looked dangerous i'm talking about like it looked like they didn't even he didn't it it looked like somebody made him out of like granite and stone like a fucking statue you saw abs on this guy he was cut he was like a, a, a prime beef ready to fucking go out and demolish any any prey that was in that fucking ring now, Mark Hunt ain't no slouch either. That's Samoan. You know, he takes punches. He can dish it. He can do what he, you know, he, he's not, he's not a slouch. I actually was kind of worried with this match because I thought that they should have given Brock maybe somebody on a lesser scale than Mark because, you know, one good punch and Brock could have went to sleep. We've seen it before with, uh, Brock looked sharp. He, his takedown, his takedowns was, was quick effective he was able to to control the position on on hunt hunt could take some punches man there was some headshots that was thrown uh, while, while on the ground but that's that toughness of the samoan lineage man they were able to he was able to 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 take some clean shots and uh brock came out victorious and i'm telling you he looked amazing and then we understand why this occurred because uh, what actually was recently reported was yeah he tested positive of doping mm-hmm. which is going to be odd because if i mean i i have to look up of whether or not ufc's policy is similar to wwe's wellness policy so does this affect brock's uh event has made his uh, match at uh SummerSlam against randy orton i mean really if if that doesn't occur then they they must be two different policies or, or it, somebody will be a hypocrite because it, you can't you can't you can't allow this this is just this, this is just unfair this is this is ridiculous so we, we we'll have to see how this pans out 
And then finally, we had the closing with the women's title. We had Misha Tate versus Nunez and Jesus Christ. Oof. You want to talk about a shellacking? I seen, I seen girls fight in the street last longer than this thing. It was, it was, you know, more power to Misha. She's, she's one of the, 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 the figureheads of women's MMA. She's, she's been around for a long time. She came through, through she was in strike force and such like that, but he started making you think that, uh, this woman was just a transitional champ or a paper champ. Now, cause now, now it looks like you got a fatal four way going on for the women's title. You got Tate, you got Nunez, you got, uh, Holly Holmes, and then you got Ronda Rousey. So it's, it's, it's interesting. It's very, very interesting how that's going to pan out. And I'll be there to watch it all. Fucking bullshit. Also coming out of we talking sports and shit. I saw a lot of uh, WWE promotions cross promoting between uh, WWE and UFC. They were promoting the SummerSlam on UFC, and WWE was promoting Brock and the UFC card and such. And I gotta say that. I, deep down, I feel that Shane McMahon has something to do with this. Hold on a second. I got to clear my throat. Thank you for being patient. Uh, I feel like Shane has something to do with this because Shane was a a a, a big proponent. No, excuse me, not a proponent. He was a, a, he approved and thought it would be a great uh, addition to add maybe some MMA elements to wrestling and possibly doing some tie-ins with it with them because it seemed like the right chemistry for both uh avenues of sports and he always enjoyed it so i think that shane might have had a hand of possibly putting these two industries together which i to me i think is dope i really think it is cool and by the way with brock winning at ufc i i, I put up a poll to on, on regular season sportscast page on uh on facebook uh and who would be a wrestler, WWE wrestler, who might actually give Brock a run for his money in the octagon. And from what I've seen so far, Samoa Joe was in the lead, which is not a bad... I, I thought people would actually lean more to Cesaro, but uh, Samoa Joe has been a guy that a lot of people believe could actually go toe-to-toe with Brock Lesnar, which, hey, I, 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 could, I could agree with that. I can. I could go with that. But now it's one of those things in which it was two things that was going on. It was like, A... Will Brock leave WWE for UFC full time? And B, what happens to Brock from here in WWE as in his matches? Because if he was so dominant in UFC, wouldn't it just make it be, wouldn't it, wouldn't it just be ridiculous if he was losing matches in WWE? To me, for the two part question, number one, if he left WWE for UFC, more power to him. Bye bye. Listen. You you got to do what you got to do, and I think at this point in time, I think everybody's prepared for what's the new uh, uprising in WWE, the new era for WWE. I think that they are ready to to see the new stars come. They they it's okay if Brock becomes a novelty, it's cool, but I think that also if he leaves for WWE, I mean he leaves uh, for UFC. The money, the, the payout is going to be way, way, way ridiculous. And by the way, Mark Hunt has said that he deserves half of Brock's money from the last fight because since he's a cheater, he shouldn't get all that shit, which I kind of agree with him. Mm. Obama! So 
In NBA news, we have a another of our legends has bid adieu, taken a bow, and said goodbye. I'm talking about San Antonio Spurs, Tim Duncan, which it's rare that you see a player who stuck by a team for such a long time. Hell, you can stick by that team. They basically ran the gamut. He, he's got numerous championships under his belt with them. Has a tumultuous, tumultuous career over there. It was great, great to be one of those individuals who's watched him play for so many years. Tim Duncan was a dude that he spoke softly and carried a big stick, as they say. But he was also dominant, man. He was a dominant man in the, in the paint. He was a uh, he he he's one of those individuals that if you didn't know he was a basketball player outside of his height, he could have been anything else. You probably would have thought that he was probably a surgeon or a florist. But his demeanor was just so so cavalier. He just went out there and he played ball. I mean, he was he was just that guy. Let me just give you a rundown of his stats and such because I think it's it's worth telling of what of an impact of his career. And for him to go out the way he did without such fanfare or such, it's a testament to what his his personality is because that's just him. He he wasn't a guy who who wanted to make what what do you call a a fanfare of him his retirement. It wasn't like a Kobe thing. He just was very low key and just said, "Look, this is the way that I I'll go off. I don't need all, all the praise. I just it was just my time. It's time to go." For his career, he accumulated 19 points a game, 10 rebounds. I mean, he he, he was just a solid solid player i think that uh he was also very crucial in 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 the playoffs for 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 san antonio and like i said for for a person to stay with a team for so long you know because you always see a lot of journeymen you have guys who who continually consistently bounce from team to team he was a man who who stayed true to his one team i i commend him for that it's a great thing so for tim duncan to go out the way he did I salute you. I tip my cap to you, my captain, my captain. And on the other side of NBA goodness, we have NBA badness. Seems as though a certain Golden State Warriors in a bit of trouble. Hmm. Our man Draymond Green has gotten into a little bit of a pickle. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, in East Lansing, Michigan, it seems as though that the man has gotten into an altercation with a MSU cornerback football player. And uh, possible assault charges were laid out to Mr. Green. I wonder if he kicked him in a dick. It seems as though he had an altercation with a gentleman at a bar, which basically... And records say that this actually started the night before they ran. These two individuals ran into each other at a party and altercation occurred from there. Nothing was really no No punches were thrown there, but it just seemed like there was a back and forth and which led to the individual and his girlfriend to be thrown out from the party. Next night, they're hanging out again. These two individuals are hanging out, running to green. The MSU football player approaches Green and tells him, you know, hey, fuck you did last night was was a cool man. That's you know, that's that's it's not a good look. Green gave him the whole ego treatment, you know who the fuck I am type bullshit. 
And this is when punches were thrown. First of all, wait, I got to, I got to look at how old Draymond Green is because honestly, why the fuck are you hanging out with college students? Like, why are you there? Some, I mean, look, although, although he may not be in the wrong because we don't know what occurred there, but my whole point is why the fuck are you hanging out with college students? How old are you for you? I don't, I don't get it. It's, it's one of those situations that I always say, you know, don't, don't be in a club. Stop hanging the fuck out in the club. The fuck out. Wait, okay. He's 26 years old. So do, is that, do you still hang out with college kids? Maybe, I guess. Okay. You're 26 years old. I don't, I don't know. You, I, because I, to me, you're on another plateau now. You're on a different level. Now you're making good money. You you championship squad. You team just got out of the championship. You're on a new level now. You go back to go hang out with college students. I mean, I I, I mean, I get. I guess it's you know you want to hang out with um, the alumni, you know, or, or, or with or, or with you know, just just chill with your, your your frat boys or whatever the fuck it is that you're doing, but. I mean, I don't know. I sometimes you you, you just got to keep pushing forward. You, you stay the fuck out of the the fucking the crowd, B. It's just I don't, I don't know. But uh, it doesn't seem as though because there there are some reports that the individual saying that he did not assault the. As a matter of fact, there was one case that said that he slapped the shit out of the kid. <laughs> this is fucking, uh, you can't make this shit up. Ah oh, man, but in any case. Which to me, I find it weird because you always hear football players are tough as shit, and all of a sudden you hear somebody getting slapped the shit out of by Draymond Green. Oh, we'll we'll find out later on, and I'll let you I'll let you guys know in the future of how things roll out here. It's fashion time, and still on the NBA news. Gotta tell you, NBA has made a decision and made a change. Yes, sirree, Bob, ladies and gentlemen, the NBA has now changed the intentional foul rule. Ooh, what does this mean? Well, apparently, anytime under two minutes of the first and second half, and also in overtime, any player that's fouled intentionally will be given only one shot, and possession will be given back to the ball handlers or the, the team, well, the, 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 the possession of the, the team who owned the ball. You know what the fuck I'm talking about. That shit. So, if you foul, uh, Dwight Howard and he gets the ball and he makes the, f- the free throw. Dwight Howard's team gets the ball back and they continue on. That's debating what to change. I mean, I can see, I can see what they're doing. I get, I can understand it because it does slow the game down when that happens. But the, when you get a team like, uh, San Antonio, when Pops is like focused on knowing the hill foul before the two minute mark. And he will continue to do that shit. He'll start fouling, attentional fouling, like eight minutes like, left in whatever said quarter. So that shit don't really matter to him. Uh, I, I, I think that it's, we'll have to see. We'll have to see how this goes. I have to look at this during the season to see how this is going to progress because, I mean, I, I, I can get a somewhat of an understanding of, of how it will speed up the process, but, once something like this coming into play, the coach's mind is like it, it, it starts it starts 
processing and starts working on how to work on this and get through loopholes and how this could benefit themselves and such like that. So we have to keep an eye out to see how this is going to go out. Oh, good for you. Guess what? You Tom Brady lovers. Oh, I'm sorry to tell you, but his appeal was rejected. Yes. Right. And his, he was going to put an appeal, uh, another appeal to appeal the appeal rejection. But apparently he said, Eh, fuck it. Which makes it easier because last season he was losing millions, whereas for this season he'll only lose like a couple of hundred thousand. So he'll, it, it, it helps him out a little bit easier, but he'll be gone for four games. But when it comes to Bill, uh, Bill Belichick and those New England Patriots, if they could stay two and two by his return, it's still a good, it's still a good chance that they'll be in a fucking playoff and, and Super Bowl ready type position. So, I don't think it'll hurt the Patriots so much, but you know, I spoke to my uh, my homegirl Dawn, who's a big Patriots fan, who says this isn't fair because you got players who's out there doing domestic violent cases and they don't even get that high of a penalty as Brady has got. And and she's right, it's true. But it reminds me of of um, MLB and baseball. Baseball has a funny thing to where same thing. You get a player who's probably been you know strung out on on domestic charges or or been caught. Um, doing some ridiculous nonsense of speeding and and drunk driving and stuff, and they get a slap on the wrist. But you know, you doing PEDs or you doing the uh, Pete Rose shit, which it, it, it's a disgrace to to the the American pastime, and you get banned for hundreds of thousands and forever games. It's, it's, I think it's a double edged sword where it comes to how penalties and punishments should go. So, uh, in this case, I do believe that it's a little bit strict. I probably would have dropped down that punishment to probably two games and that's it. And also, why is Belichick not, you know, why is he not getting penalized or punished for this? I mean, seriously, is he gonna, he's really gonna play the naive role? But, uh, I, I don't know what was going on. I Fucking coach, you gotta be shitting me. Come on now. He, he definitely should have gotten hit with something as well. Please. And, um, don't worry about it, Patriots fans. I think you guys will be just right. She wasn't ready. And finally, NFL and uh, talking sports and shit. Von Miller has come to an agreement with the Denver Broncos. Let me just get an idea of what this guy's fucking contract is because you know I I thought he I thought he was a good dude when uh, after the Super Bowl he went out you know he talked to the press and he's like I'm not going anywhere I want to be a Bronco for life and he you know. He talks about what, what he wants to do, you know, what, what's his thing for the future with the team and what it is. And then come to find out because he didn't want to get franchised, I, I guess. Come to find out he agreed to a six year, $114.5 million deal. You basically strong on the Denver Broncos, who's probably the most lackluster Super Bowl winning team in the history of Super Bowl winnings, uh, winners, because honestly, that Super Bowl was not, you know, top notch. You guys went in there, you played whatever, and you could blame it on uh, fucking Manning if you want, but he still wasn't that dominating team. But okay, Miller went out there, the defense held up, cool, whatever. But you held them up for this amount of money and a guaranteed seventy million. What the f- wow? 
And this is a defensive player. Like, I've only seen stuff like this for offensive players. This is a defensive player. And I guess that's what you pay for when it comes to winning an MVP in the Super Bowl. And a $23 million signing bonus? Woo. Where the fuck am I? Where's my contracts at? You, what? I got to get a fucking agent for real. Shit. What the hell? Oh, good for you. All right, guys. This leads us to an end of talking sports and shit. We're going to go into Turnbuckle Tabloid. Got a lot of stuff there to do there as well. Be sure you check out everything that's everything at RageWorks.net. Be sure you check that out. Also, make sure you check out make sure you get us out easily at trsspodcast.com it's the easiest way to go got a uh, itunes ready stitcher and soon to be i'll let you know about that in a future episode but you're going to be able to get us in other places as well so fucking dope i'm so excited about that so be on the lookout be sure you check us out be sure you check out all the other shows that's on rageworks.net uh black is the new black call me when it's over the buried show and of course the return of my take radio with Yo man, my man, our man, big rich. So be sure you guys check that out. Gonna I'm gonna go pay some quote unquote bills. And once that occurs, we're gonna go jump into Turnbuckle Tabloid. Yeah. See you guys in a minute. Do you love wrestling? Do you need something to spice up your life on any social occasion or event that occurs? Well, check out this new app you can get on your mobile phone. It's WrestleChance. That's right. Download WrestleChance. It's an application that will recognize and detect at any moment a wrestling chant is needed. For instance, hey guys, check it out. I just got a raise at my job and my boss is giving me a promotion. It also works at traumatizing events. Oh, man, dude, I was running for the train. I, as soon as I hit, like, the last step, I tripped and fell and busted my kneecap open. Ugh, it's a fucking painful. But it's all right, that I was able to jump on the train and get here on time. It also recognizes certain instances of social events. Hey, Danny, come here for a second, man. Uh, I want you to be honest with me. How does this shirt go with this pants? I mean, be honest with me. And if a friend has the same app, it actually will counteract what your app does. Really? I look stupid. Really? This is what we're doing in front of people? You know what, me? The Wrestling Chat app counteracts such as Siri does on any of the iPhones. So whatever instance it occurs, if you ask it a question or it just feels that it needs a wrestling chant, it sure will pop up at any moment, even in those seductive and sexual situations. Hey, honey, would you like me to go down on you again just like I did the last night? You wanted me to spread and like we mentioned earlier if someone else has a wrestling app it will counteract the quintessential stuff in which your app just did uh no honey that's okay we really don't need to do that
Hey, why don't we just uh, do what we usually do and just uh, I finish off on you on top. So download the Wrestling Chants app at any Google Play, iTunes, and wherever else you can bootleg this app. Be sure to check out the Wrestling Chants. And be sure to share with your friends. Why, look at what we have here, folks. This product was brought to you by the regular season sportscast. Extra, extra, read all about it. Take a gander at Turbuckle Tabloid. Alrighty. First, I forgot, got to turn the fucking mic on. Uh, so for this week at Turnbuckle Tabloid, gotta go into, gotta go to, so gotta go into WWE and I am, oh, I'm so fucking happy. The draft is next week. The draft is on the 19th. Smackdown Live and, oh, I'm all, I, I got vacation this week. That's also one of the big things that I had going on for me that I'm, I started my vacation much needed. Jesus, I needed to get away. Yeah, get the fuck away. So now the draft is gonna, is gonna occur. Uh, I don't have to worry about having to go to work that night. I can sit back, have a couple of beers, and just watch the shenanigans go on. The preparations going on in which we now have the two commissioners, CEO, COOs. Sometimes I think Vince goes in there. He is a, I don't need a fucking script. I'm Vincent Kennedy McMahon, damn it. I could go in there and talk the shit that I want. Fuck you and fuck your paper. And I think he just goes in and disputes whatever the fuck he wants. Because he goes into that ring and sometimes I think he gets perplexed on whatever. He, he, it's, you frustrate me, Fence. Seriously. So he announces that Stephanie will be the CEO commissioner of Raw. And Shane will have SmackDown. I want you guys to disembowel each other. And all right, cut the cut it out. Slow the fuck down. Shit, take it down a notch. It's it's too much. So these two have he said, I, I want you guys to to put you know to go at it. I want you battling. I want you fighting. But first of all, we have a disadvantage in whichever way you want to look at it because rolls three hours, SmackDown's two. Okay, so one could say that if you're gonna do marketing for three for Raw, you have three hours of marketing, which is an hour more than SmackDown, but on SmackDown, you only have two hours, so you have a good two hours in which you can put more content and less time, whereas Raw, you have to stuff, try to stuff in more, and which could also lead to people, you know, there's a, I don't know, it's just fucking wrestling, and nobody gives a shit, but still, you gotta think about, I think about it that way, that's my thought process, and when it goes to the next level of what they have to do vince has informed them that you guys need a general manager because you're going to be too busy and your hands are going to be tied to doing day-to-day operations so you're going to need a gm and it's already been leaked that smackdown's gm is daniel bryan okay i'll take it i i'll take it i find it it, it kind of reminds me of where Mick Foley was, the the GM or the commissioner. Yeah, the commissioner, sorry. When he was the commissioner. And I got to tell you, Foley was awesome when he was the commissioner. It was funny. It, he had a lot going on. I, I thought it was so. I, I'm thinking that possibly 
this is the route that's going to happen with Daniel Bryan. And I hope that it does because I think it would actually be fun. And it'll also, he, he's also connected to what's going on with the now. He knows what's going to, which is evident to what's going on with him being an announcer for uh, the Cruiserweight Classic. I think that's, that's it's a good choice. I think Morello is actually talking over him a little bit more than usual, but that's okay. I think that since they're early on, they're working that out. But uh, we're gonna we're gonna see how this goes. This goes here goes on from from here on out with the with the brand split. I'm so excited! Like I'm really really so excited about this. I can't wait to see this go down. This is something that has been needed for the longest. We need to see how uh, other teams are able to work with separate shows where you don't have to see them work with each other, to, you know, on a constant basis and you split them up. And then you get these, you know, collaborated shows that happen, you know, uh, pay-per-views in which they have to go at it. With. I, I'm a fan of like a bragging rights. I was a fan of it. I was, I, was, I thought it was cool. Um, excuse me. <coughs> we have pretty much. Raw was already set up. And I'm also hyped that Tuesdays now will have SmackDown Live because now I don't have to worry about doing any WWE wrap-ups so late since it's on Thursdays here. You don't have to worry about being so late and then you get the... Because it's hitting at the right time because once football season starts, shows are going to be available for download on Thursdays instead of being so late in the week, I'm, I'm guessing. So now with... At least that being out the way, I can have the NXTs and I can have the and uh, any other wrestling beforehand done. It, it'll be it'll be an on 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 record done. It'll be finished. So this is gonna be good. Other than that, the show was okay. The better bounce back from the Fourth of July nonsense. Once again, Kevin Owens is just he's just that fucking guy. He's the dude. He's he just constantly brings what he needs to when it comes to heat. He knows how to work it. Although the fans still love him, I just think that he he's one of those that's like fuck that, and he pushes forward, which is great. Uh, the Dean Ambrose, Seth Rollins thing is still going on strong. They they actually have a one on one this upcoming Monday Night Raw for the belt. It was a sad thing. I had a conversation with Josie's boy. He's like, oh, you know they're going to take the belt off of Ambrose soon. You know that. And I'm like, ugh. But he's my modern-day Stone Cold. I'm like, no. Why are you going to do that? No. Oh, no. But I can see it. I, I, I get it. I get it. He's, he's probably just one of those transitional champs. And hopefully they don't see it for the future. Hopefully he gets more title runs. He gets more of a look. And even if he becomes a heel... It looks better for him to have the belt. I think it worked, so I, I'm hoping that it's it's better for him. Then we have the a, the I don't know if you would call it a vignette, you would call it a a a mini. I guess if you would say it was a match, I guess with the Wyatts and the New Day on the Wyatt compound. All right, I know what you guys are fucking thinking. Give me a second. All right, this is just WWE's retaliation or mockery of the final deletion which is the hardy's collaboration i gotta tell you i'm gonna play naive on this one i'm gonna be ignorant and i'm just gonna say nope i don't think so i think this was actually planned and booked earlier on it just so happened that it correlated with the time frame between 
uh, uh, what the Hardys did and what WWE already had planned. So I'm, I'm going to play naive and just say, nope, I don't believe it. But in either case, the way it was shot, they, they had better production, of course, because they, they didn't go with using drones. But I, I thought I thought it was I thought it was good. It was okay. Uh, I'm glad that they didn't make the new day look too terrible. It it is shot was shot very artistic cinematically, gave that a uh, uh, Texas Chainsaw look. I probably would have not done it, but okay. And then with the ending, how it, it played off, which is going to be the, the big payoff that goes out in um a battleground. I guess I, I I'm just I'm just hoping that the Wyatts, and I'm not a big fan of the Wyatts getting gold. Because I'm one of those that believe that they don't need it, but I also think that if they do get it, it should be something that is just just material thing. You know, I believe this is just material things. Walking around with these pieces of gold, we don't need these shillings to give ourselves clarity and power. We already live in LA. You know, I could go through a nation anyway. But I, I, it's one of the things that it, it gives them somewhat validity if they do get the, the 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 straps. And I know people might be upset that the new day's breakup is happening. I'm not ready for it, but you know certain things run its course. It happened to the Shield. It happened to um, the Heenan family. You know, listen, it, things happen. I, I'll be interested to see if it's going to happen during the draft, how it plays out. So we're gonna we're gonna be eagerly anticipating that. Uh, we, we also had the, the for the women's title. We got a, a big, big you know the Sasha Banks Charlotte thing. I hope they just give the belt to Sha- Sasha because not because it's like one of those things that the fans really want it. It's just that I don't think I can do another month of them going at it back and forth, especially with Dana Brooke being involved. By the way, Dana Brooke came out the the, the limo on SmackDown. Jesus, her titties is big. Oh wow, Dana! I didn't know you had it like that, girl. That shit was crazy. Kufa. Yeah, man. But in any case, yeah, I don't think I can do another an, another month of this uh, of this angle. Just yeah, give Sasha the belt, get the rematches going, and then let's start getting other other individuals involved. Because I I can't I I can't anymore. This is this it's gonna and I love and I love Sasha and it has nothing to do with her. I just think that and the same thing with Charlotte. It's just that it it's it gets boring after a while. We need to start adding some some freshness to it. Speaking of, you have the new day. Excuse me, not the new day. Sorry, I'm fucking tired and it's creeping up on one thirty in the morning and my head is in a fog. Uh, you got uh the club. By the way, the hashtag beat John Cena up shit is hilarious. Beat up John Cena. That shit is fucking hilarious. So many people have some shit to say. Um, social media has just made us either retarded or just made us fucking think that we're funny. The latter of the two. I, um, uh, they have, you know, unkind words for Enzo. It seems as though that John Cena wasn't supposed to be in town because he was in la preparing for the espies which by the way i heard he did very well in. i didn't get to see the monologue but i heard it was very funny he had some good writers and they had you know the war words and then ooh, came for the save oh it was 
Ooh. That's right. It was John Cena. Oh, the superhero. I hope this one is another one that goes to bed and I'm early. And it doesn't hurt anybody really because it elevates Enzo and Cass because, you know, they're with the face and it actually makes John Cena look cool again because he's there with these guys. And then the club, club is a club. I just hope they win because I'm tired of seeing the club fucking lay down for other people. I hope they win. This is just, this is their, their time to, to really, uh, go over big. And I hope it's not one of those instances that Cena is not going to want to lay down. Which, by the way, he's done pretty well when it comes competitively. He's really, like, stepped up his game a whole lot within, like, the year, like, a past year or two. <clears throat> I really think that he should just come to terms that it's time to start being a guy to let the let the the new stars come in and let them start getting that shine. You could do a, you could do a good job here by doing that. Believe me, they're going to toss you the cookie and get the sick, the 16th championship. You're going to tie Rick. Don't worry about it. You'll be all right. But yeah, I, I, I'm thinking that's going to be the way it goes. And as for the Zack Ryder Rusev angle, it just really just pushed Titus out of the way for now. And funny that battle royal in the beginning, which Darren Young won for the intercontinental, uh, num- the number one contender. So out of the blue, right? But that Bob Backlund shit is just, nah, it's not, it's, no, no, no. Somebody please just, no, help me. Uh, I spoke earlier of the Cruiserweight Classic. I gotta tell you, for the first show, it was fucking awesome. I'll get to NXT in a minute, but it was fucking awesome. Just the way the look, how the 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 opening graphics of the of the the program the color schemes of how it looks they got like the purple going on and then you have the writings in the ring it looks so fucking cool and then you have you know they stole the whole code of honor thing from ring of honor but it still is okay i'm acceptable of that and at the end of the match it's kind of got the ufc fire like a feel where they have both competitors in the middle of the ring and they raise the hand of the winner it's fucking cool I thought early on that for the first show, it was a good startup. It got everybody going. I had a conversation with, uh, shout out to my boy Joel, who was at the event today. He helped out greatly. I hope you got paid. Uh, <laughs> and, um, he said, he says, you know, I could, I have a feeling that this, this is just a, like, they, the people are holding back a lot. And if that's them holding back, then you're really going to see some stuff in the next couple of weeks. And they, I think it was really cool how they did that. My boy Cedric Alexander showed up. Uh, I, I I thought that it was weird that they let that kid, um, I believe it was, it, uh, yeah, Ho Ho Lun from China. He went over on uh, Young Davari. I thought that was really weird because he um he's not that good. I I'm I'm really surprised by that. He's really not that good. He, uh, I'm, I'm going to say because I'm going to say because I understand that China didn't have wrestling in, in their, their, you know, their country for, for ever. They never had it. And he started up the promotion there, but, um, I thought it was, I, I thought it was something that, that the real, the real star of that match was Davari. Now the, um, Sean Maluda and Kota Ibushi fight was fucking astounding code my opinion code is gonna win the whole shit if he doesn't win he'll be definitely in the finals but i think code is gonna win the whole shit 
and I've seen him wrestle in New Japan. I saw the I've seen the wars that he's been in. But not only is he a great wrestler in general, but he's got showmanship. He knows how to make the other wrestlers look good. He sold the fuck out of that turnbuckle. Um, uh, what the fuck is the name of the move? Codebreaker. Man, that's the fuck. I got brain farts right now. Yeah, the, the turnbuckle codebreaker. He sold the fuck out of that shit. But uh, he he he's got it, and I think that once they they they, they get him more uh, structured in the American ways of wrestling. Uh, slow down the pace a little bit more he's going to be well prepared for what goes on with not only nxt but just wwe in a whole so i think that's a good look for them apparently wikipedia and other outlets already have the full rundown of what goes on in the tournament i'm not looking at it i'm trying not to look at it i'm just trying to keep i want to i want everything to to be a surprise to me like i still want to keep it's real to me, damn it. It's still real to me. And other wrestling news, TNA had the, uh, their show. They, uh, they, they pretty much, you know, TNA has, I've always liked TNA. I thought they were, they have really, they have, their wrestlers are top notch. It's just that the storyline angles make no fucking sense to me. Sometimes it goes to a different direction and you're like, what the fuck happened there for the ultimate X competition? Uh, number one contender, DJZ won and well deserving. That fucking kid is good, man. He's always been good. I just find I just thought that his gimmicks were a little fucking like like out of the norm. You know, it was a little bit hokey, but you know now with this one, this one works for him. He it it, it has a good feel for him. Uh, I'm also feeling that. <coughs> excuse me. The um the tag division in TNA is dropping. Ever so slightly, you still got, uh, you still have the bromance there. I'm waiting for, uh, American Wolves to get back because apparently Eddie is entwined in this, uh, this, this, this war with Bobby Lashley, which by the way, I, as much as they try to get Bobby Lashley to be a heel, I, it doesn't work for me. It just seems, it's, it's odd. You would think a guy like with his look, like it's like I could never see Apollo Crews be a fucking heel. I could never see him as a bad guy. Uh, that that pearly smile. You would have to like really do some shit. Like you have to like like stab somebody in the leg or some shit to give me that to make me go. Mm, that that's that's a fucked up dude. But I can't I can't see Apollo Crews. And the same thing with Bobby Lashley. You could put a headband on him. You could put an eye patch. You do whatever the fuck you want. I can't see Bobby Lashley as a heel. But it's it's that's what they got with that they bring in uh uh right former ring of honor star moose to tna uh which apparently it seems as though it's the somewhat ring of honor invasion because mike mike bennett was involved as well in the finish of the bobby lashley eddie edwards match um okay let's see how this plays out let's see if you bring me some more ring of honor guys okay this could work if done properly. It could work. Moose is a guy. Moose is funny though because I I saw I I, I see I see him in TNA and I look at him and I'm like, why does his body it doesn't look the same? Like maybe he took a couple of weeks off in the gym because and and and, and Ring of Honor he looked like he was stacked and now it's just like hmm, someone's getting sloppy. Hmm, I don't know. Maybe it's just my poor observation. Whatever. 
But I want to see how this goes down. Possible uh, meet up with Bobby Lashley and Moose. And then I hear uh, spoilers, which TNA is known for getting spoiled because of how they do things over there. But I'm not going to I'm not going to do it for anybody else. But just keep an eye out for that if you are a wrestling fan and you watch TNA. Uh, what else is on the blotter for this evening? Uh, speaking of, like I said, they already leaked that Daniel Bryan is the, uh, so my, my thoughts would be, who do you think will be the general manager of Raw? Which I should put that up in a Facebook post. I think I'm gonna put that as a poll. I'll put that up there. I'll see what you guys believe. Who should be running, who will be the general manager for that? And then finally, uh, what cultures pro wrestling? I watched it. As well as I watched uh, NXT, I watched NXT was, oh, oh, please. Oh, matter of fact, I almost forgot that. Shisuke Nakamura versus Finn Balor was fucking epic. Oh, so fucking good. So good. I couldn't, I, you know, I want to put it up there with the Shinsuke and um, Sami Zayn fight. Shinsuke is just so good, man. He's so good. That guy could fucking, he could sell a fucking match to anybody he make he'll make a blind person see you know i don't know don't if you say if you can take offense to it i don't give a fuck but it's so good like that that guy is fucking gold 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 and he's so eager to learn english it's crazy and by the way had a conversation with billy gunn i wish i had not a i didn't have a conversation technically i overheard him because you know he looked a little bit annoyed today but Oh, I overheard him at the seminar. He was having a conversation with the uh, young wrestlers today. And he was talking about how the performance center is over there and getting the guys prepared. I, the way he made it seem like it was like a wrestling paradise. Like they have booths in there for solo promo work. Oh, man. It, it's, and, you know, he made it clear. And, this, and I mean, this is off the cuff. This is just me. I am paraphrasing him. But he made, you know, it made it look like the way he said it is like it's. It's easier to get into the you know performance center as to be accepted in. It's tougher to stay because it, it, it's demanding. You know, guys going there with inflated egos, thinking that they can do what they got to do. But once the regimen and stuff is is implemented, you know, you start tapping out. So uh, for you wrestlers right now who listen to the show, and this is what you're aspiring to do, get your ass ready. That's what I got to tell you. Like I said, the NXT, just the Shinsuke Nakamura and Balor match was, oh man, the false finishes, just, just, you could tell that this is like basically Finn's swan song out of NXT and it was done in epic proportions. If you haven't seen it, check it out. This is going to be one that's going to be nominated for like one of those match of the year types. So be sure you check that out. All right, guys, I want to, um, Jesus, man, it's going to be two o'clock. Oh shit. What the fuck? What am I doing here? Crap. <laughs> All right, guys. We're going to roll out. We're going to close out the show soon. I got one more uh, ad I want to hit you guys with. Well, not really. No. You know what? Let me just let me just hit you with a. Oh, yeah. The, that's what I forgot. The what culture uh, pro wrestling. It's it's like I said, you just watch it. It's very tongue in cheek. It's very, it's very, um, guys don't take themselves too serious. Uh, it, it, they got a lot of stuff that's, that's, that's going to be coming down. They have, uh, Danny Sandow is going to be on their promotion in the next couple of weeks. I believe that's on the 
26th for that show. The 25th or the 26th show they're going to be. So Damian Sandow will be making an appearance on that show. Uh, like I said, small. A lot of British wrestlers, not a, a lot of Irish wrestlers and such. But it's good because you guys could you know catch up to it. So be be on the lookout. Make sure you check it out. They're on their third episode. So be sure to check that out. And finally, there was one more thing I wanted to talk about. You know, it escapes me. Look, it probably wasn't that important anyway. All right, guys, we're about to roll out to close out the show. Uh, like I said, uh, just give me one second just to play something silly. This one ridiculous sound effect, then <laughs> I'll close it out. <laughs> Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. All right, guys, once again, I want to thank you for being a part of the regular season sportscast. Be sure you check us out on Facebook, on our Facebook page at the regular season sportscast, as well on our Instagram at regular season sports be sure you check out the youtube page which that's what i wanted to do. it just hit me on the head that's what it was okay the wwe the trss wwe mock draft is there be sure you check it out i put the links on the facebook page as well as on um on twitter but i gotta tell you it's not on the regular season sports cat uh, sports cast page it's actually moved to my other page my my uh my red 22 page reason being is because i got into a little trouble on youtube airing a certain video it wasn't porn don't worry about it i keep that to myself but apparently they put me in facebook uh you uh, excuse me they put me in youtube jail for a video that apparently everybody and their mother had and if you fucking search it it's still there you can see it so now anything that has to do or uh, extend to over 15 minutes, I can't upload until like November. Everything else is going to go up there. Like I got some new stuff that I, I did recently. As a matter of fact, uh, you're going to see the, the promotion for the new uh, the new uh, pro wrestling punchline box. You'll be seeing that soon coming up on my regular season sports, uh, sportscast page as well as uh, 10 count will be making its return. But check out the mock draft. It has images. It has uh, has some uh, audio that's really sp- you know spiffy. Has music. You check it out, man. It's fun. It's really really fun. It was I had a good time doing that. So it's on it's on the um, my red twenty two sixty nine page. So don't don't get thrown off when you see that. Subscribe to that too. Fuck it. You know that's the secondary page to the regular season sportscast anyway. So be on the lookout for that. So yeah. Uh, check out the YouTube page, the regular season sportscast. Uh, you check out my snapchat at water red red rw waterbed red rw be sure you check out rageworks.net for everything geeky they had a game of thrones contest i know that's probably already finished it's wrapped up uh, but i know we we do more promotions and more uh, contests in upcoming weeks so be on the lookout for that I'll let you guys know when that goes down big shout out to everybody that's under the rage work umbrella we got big things coming for us you guys we, you know Numbers is growing. You guys have been very, very dedicated and loyal to this show and our other shows. We thank you for that. And yeah, let me stop the pandering bullshit. Fuck all that. Nah, but you guys are dope, though. Thanks for all that. And you guys have been fucking, you've been real, man. All right. You guys, oh, make sure you check out, like I say, easy access, trsspodcast.com. And also check out rageworks.net forward slash shop for all TRSS apparel. I'm trying to get some more stuff out there. I'm trying to get, trying to get this. It's just, shit's been mad busy. But I'm going to get it together. I'm on vacation this week, so I could probably get uh, some more graphics done for a new shirt. I got one in mind pertaining to wrestling. I'm hoping it's going to be a big thing. I want to get it done soon. 
it's 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 gonna be some shit, man. It'll be something uh, something that you can wear often. All right, guys, gotta go. I'm going to bed. I'm fucking tired. This was a, this was this was one for the ages. I hope Rich is over there ready to do the editing for this one and upload it ASAP. No Rocky. All right. Remember, guys, I'm not best for business. I'm best for everyone. And catch you guys on Rebound Squash. The regular season sportscast. The regular season sports cast.